The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined as always by Wrestling Inc.'s own Raj Giri. Mr. Matt Morgan will be joining us shortly. And tonight we're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for April 17th, 2017. Raj, how's it going? Good. How are you? Doing well, man. Eventful Raw tonight. Great spot at the end, doing something the WWE has shown, shown a surprising amount of restraint on with uh, collapsing the ring at the end of that match with Big Show and Braun Strowman. Uh, we're going to get into Raw and talk about it segment by segment. But first, want to cover a bit of news this week. So, Raj, what's going on with the revival? Uh, yeah, so Dash Wilder, he uh, fractured his jaw during an NXT live event on Friday night. So, yeah, it's bad timing. You know, they just got on with getting some steam. But he's out for eight weeks, so it's not too too bad. And So, yeah, he'll be, uh, I guess, back in the ring in mid-June. Crazy. And that was, uh, I mean, they that, this was their farewell tour for both them, uh, Nakamura, and Ty Dillinger. Right. This past weekend on NXT. We saw those great photos online, the curtain call moment they did at the end. Um, but that, man, that's just got to be so frustrating for them to get this opportunity and then boom, immediately out of action. Right. Yeah. But luckily it's not too long. So, yeah, um, yeah, they should be, they should be right back where they, where they were. Cool, man. So jumping into Raw tonight, we started with a great recap, look back at what happened last week at that segment with Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman. Um, I thought it was very interesting that when Braun came to the ring and uh, got into it with Kurt Angle talking, you know, Braun uh, airing his list of grievances of with uh, which it seems like he's just always mad, but he's not really specifying, you know, necessarily what it's about. Uh, just more competition, more Roman, whatever. Uh, did, were you surprised that when they said Roman wasn't going to be there tonight, that they actually kept Roman off this week's Raw? Yeah, that was, I thought that was great. That's what yeah. you really should do. Is so when you do a big expensive angle like that is really sell it. So I almost wish they'd sell it for a couple of weeks and then uh, hold off on doing this match until the next Raw pay-per-view. But I, that's not until June. So it's it's kind of a long way away. But I think uh, I, I think that would have been cool to to hold off on it. Now, is it true they kept Roman off house shows this past weekend? No, no, he was there. He, oh, so he, he didn't did. wrestle. He ah. He got into a brawl with Braun, and he put him through a table at each one. So they all ended with Roman putting Braun through a table. Gotcha. So they're they're kind of maintaining an illusion that something's up with Roman, but uh, yeah, and he came out with his shoulder taped up and and everything. So you know that's extra if they're at least trying to sell it somewhat at the live show. That's right. Uh, something. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool, man. So yeah, we opened with that tonight, and that really set the tone for the evening. You know, with Braun being so upset. Uh, I thought Angle was good. I'm surprised they didn't use Angle more in this episode. I mean, it didn't seem kind of odd that he was there in that opening segment and then just... just yeah, started. but at the same time, you don't want to have him all over the show every week. Um, yeah. So I think it's good to kind of go back and forth. So that, that, that was fine by me. No, definitely. Um, so after that, we went to the segment. Uh, so they really built up tonight. They really, really built up 
the Fatal 4-Way to crown the new number one contender. What did you make of those vignettes that we got this evening with Mickey James, Nia Jax, Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss? Just doing a little more to sort of put each girl over before the match. Yeah, I liked it. I, I wish they'd do uh, stuff like that more often. So I thought it, would, it, it made the match feel more important. Yeah, no, definitely give it some build. I thought this was interesting that we got the the first real match tonight was Chris Jericho versus Samoa Joe. And this was, you know, uh, a shorter match, not terribly long, but it ended with Samoa Joe getting the victory. And then we saw Jericho show up again later in the episode. What did you think of the pairing of the two of them and the way they did Seth Rollins on commentary? So, so it, and is it going to be Seth Rollins versus Samoa Joe in, uh, indeed for payback? Yeah, yeah, they, they announced that. And, um, you know, I, I think it's good that Jericho's, you know, he's leaving soon. He's, so he's putting the new guys over. Yeah. Um, but he is in a U.S. title match, so um, you know there is that to have him lose so clean, and yet he's got a title match coming up. Um, but outside of that, you know, I, th I thought he was in the Cochina clutch for a little too long. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought the match was it was fine. <laughs> nothing, I like nothing, to... nothing great. I like seeing him trying to put Joe in the walls, walls of Jericho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the side. I think that move, like, there's definitely a size differential where it doesn't quite work as well right yeah you know on that but no i, I thought that was a, an enjoyable match and yeah interesting that they had him uh lose so decisively there um what do you think of the confrontation that they did with seth and joe after that eh, I, is it yeah. seth seth just hasn't been you know steve austin uh was criticized and uh, critiquing seth rollins on his podcast and I, I felt like he just nailed it in the sense that seth just doesn't really have a character right now he yeah. you know he he did when he was a heel but right now he's just kind of there you don't know you know what is his character and, and i just get that feeling when he's on commentary he's he's saying lines that could be scripted for any other guy on the show and um yeah, so I just I just feel like uh, he needs to work on developing his character more. You know, uh, Matt and I were talking about that a few months ago on the podcast because we're both fans of the WWE 2K17 game. And with Seth, it's actually remarkable how much his promos sound like they're cut a promo mode, like the default stock <laughs> promo answers they give you. It's yeah. very similar to everything that comes out of Seth's mouth, you know? Yeah, totally. It, you just can't uh, – you can't – you just get nothing from it. Yeah. His promos are literally the equivalent of create a wrestler. Um, just it's, there's not much more there. I thought with Joe tonight, that was kind of that it too. I mean, like, I don't know. Okay. So Joe is working for trip. Like, let me see if I understand this correctly. Joe is working for triple H, but he's also like personally pissed off. So he's upset that Seth hurt triple H and then Stephanie, but then Joe's also personally like more invested in this. I thought that was a little tangled how they were mixing up that motivation. Yeah, I guess just by taking out Triple H and Stephanie, he made it personal. But uh, yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a stretch, but at least it's something. <laughs> just something more, just some more motivation. You know, this is almost making me long for the days of you think you're the best, I'm the best. Let's fight. You know, um, I'd rather yeah. have it be simple and cliched than convoluted and uh, messy like that. Um, okay, so backstage, first sighting tonight, Gallows and Anderson walking backstage and they walk past Elias Samson. What do you think? I'm on the fence about this. I'm like, is it brilliant to introduce a guy this way and just literally have him in the background as opposed to doing the traditional promo coming soon? I mean, is this a better way to build mystery and intrigue for a new performer? 
Um, I, my guess is they don't have main event plans for Elias Sampson. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's, it's just something, you know, he's, uh, he's, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where they put him. If he's like in the mid card or if he's kind of put in that Kurt Hawkins role, uh, I would hope with just how much time he's spent in NXT that they try something with him off the bat. And then if it doesn't work out, you move him down. Yeah. I mean, and in NXT, I don't think, you know, everyone's critique of Elias Samson, none of it has to do with his in-ring ability. I think it's just people legitimately hate that gimmick um, in like the weirdest way. Not like, oh, it gets him over as a heel. It's just like people really dislike that gimmick. Um, and I'm amazed that he's gotten so far with it. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's got a cool look. I feel like they could do something with him. I just hope this this gimmick doesn't kill him. Yeah. So uh, while we saw Gals and Anderson walking backstage, we also saw Goldust and R-Truth together uh, heading to the ring for their match against Gals and Anderson. But then wouldn't you know it, out of nowhere, Braun Strowman comes and lays them both out, costing us which could have been the best match of the night. Nay, the match of the year between Goldust, uh, R-Truth, and Gallows and Anderson. I mean, what a loss to Raw tonight. It was, uh, it was sad. Amazing. Amazing that it didn't actually happen. I think it did happen once before a couple months ago, and that's how memorable it was. That that's what I thought. I thought sure. like anytime they show uh, the Golden Truth going to the ring, they get beat up or something. Because I, I, I can't remember the last time they've actually wrestled a match on Raw. That's a question for Matt. Okay, so what's a worse position to be in? To be the guy that gets beat up on the way to the ring and doesn't get your match? Or to be the when they do those weird matches where the person's already waiting in the ring, you get the job or entrance, but you're on the roster and you're waiting for your opponent who gets beat up on the way to the ring and it never happens. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Damian Sandow, I think that was his last appearance on Monday Night Raw, was waiting in the ring for a match that never happened. Yeah. You know, not sure which one's lower on the totem pole. Um, okay, so after that, in the suspense of what was going to happen, uh, you know, Braun was supposed to have the night off. Braun got in trouble. But then we have Gallus Anderson in the ring calling out, you know, whichever uh, nerds are ready to come out and face them. And we got Enzo and Big Cass, which I thought was kind of an anticlimactic. I mean, were you thinking this might be a moment where we get a surprise call up or we get something? No, I think they're they're done with that. I, I think yeah. they've done all the shakeups. So I thought, I thought it might be the Hardys, um, you know, cause they, they always get the pop, but you know, end zone cast worked. Even uh, Bo and Curtis, I think the audience would have been like, Oh, well, we haven't seen them in a while. You know? Bo and Curtis. Yeah. I, mean, why not? I think there would have been some groans for that one. <laughs> <laughs> what was that story? The wrestling had it too. Apparently there was a live event. What two weeks ago where Curtis Axel was like the most over person at the live event. And it wasn't uh, his hometown even. Oh, really? Yeah. Double just, check like, live that. event. Curtis Axel got this massive crowd reaction. I don't know. I think there might be more there than. Uh, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> Fans like being ironic sometimes. That is true. <laughs> you think that's Vince's excuse? Oh, they're ironically cheering for them. You know, probably really at the end of the day, we know they love Roman. They're just ironically cheering for that Sami Zayn and everyone else. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, so Enzo and Cass, okay, they came out, they did their shtick. Um, I've now determined everybody in the crowd does the Enzo shtick, but I think it's the real hardcore fans that do the cast line and just says, hit him with it, Zoe. Like, those are the ones, like, they're hardcore if they're doing the cast moment. Um, Enzo and Cass, it amazes me that for all this talk, people have been predicting that somehow they're going to, you know, it's going to wear thin, and it seemed like we we're getting shades of that, but best i can read the crowd's still into it well there's a difference between 
going along with the chance and you know really getting your attention you know like um like the new age outlaws they they were over for a long time with that catchphrase but after a while it was more like just having fun doing it but you didn't really want to see them wrestle once the match started and i feel like end zone cast are kind of getting in that territory where it's it's it wakes you up it gets you going when they come out but once the match starts you know you kind of kind of lose interest i i think that <sighs> They had, they've had opportunities where there could have been more done with them, but now there's just no plan with them going forward. I mean, what was that story that broke a couple days ago? Vince really likes watching Enzo get beat up, so he's yeah. happy to just book them in the same spot again and again, and that is their lot in life for the foreseeable future. Yep, and uh, you know Big Cass, he's, he's got plans for Big Cass at some point, but um, yeah. yeah. And they get to do all the ads, and they should do all the ads to be quite frank because their ads are, are pretty good yeah they they don't come across as uh as forced uh, like uh badly acted as some of the other ones yeah and they seem i mean genuinely into it man if i thank god there was no little lungs ad tonight like that just like <laughs> that one's tough to sit through man is that only on smackdown or do they air that during raw too that's a good question i feel like i've seen it on both but maybe it is just a smackdown thing maybe Chris, one of the comments also, correct me if I'm wrong, tonight, for the first time since I've been watching Raw Live, I did not see an ad for Bosley hair. What is going on there? Oh, huh? I saw something for female balding by a different company, but I miss Mike K, man. He's my guy. Um, yeah, so it was a different different vibe tonight to Raw without that Bosley hair. You see the guy that's kind of creepy is talking about he could do whatever he wants. He can mess hair. this hair up if he wants to mess this hair up. He's very <laughs> defensive. what I want. Yes. <laughs> and it's weird too that there was a time when AJ turned heel that AJ was sounding very strangely like Mike K. It's like AJ's <laughs> their simpatico. Um, but yeah, weird no Bosley. And I don't think there was a Popeye's ad either. What's going on? Um, so yeah, we had Enzo and Cass versus Anderson and Gallows. You know, I was looking online, I and I was thinking it, and then I saw it really validated. Like th this was an all right match. I mean, the ending sort of came out of nowhere, but I thought this was pretty solid, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, I mean, most of it was Enzo getting beat up, you know, and, and and until he made the hot save. But I thought, yeah, I thought, you know, I pretty much thought this whole show was pretty, you know, was entertaining enough. It wasn't yeah. great or anything until the the show closing angle, but there was nothing on it that I thought was bad. And you know, this I thought this match was, you know, above average for sure. Oh man, like. If this was the average Raw that we had week in and week out, I mean, I feel pretty good about that. I'd be like, this is a solid show for three hours or 3.15 with uh, what they did tonight. Yeah, this was absolutely better, more consistent than most weeks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, actually, you know, someone's mentioning in the chat. Let's talk about this for a second. Uh, notable tonight. So last week immediately after that i get a text from raj giri when we were saying so our announcer is going to shift in the superstar shakeup Raj was like oh no i don't think that's gonna happen i get a text saying otunga is going to raw byron saxton going to smackdown like the second we got off the air last week but otunga is doing a movie now so tonight we had booker t yeah and uh, i think booker is an improvement over otunga uh it's not like booker's that good or anything but he's uh i think he's a lot more entertaining than otunga he puts more thought into what he says. I feel like Otunga literally says the first thing that comes to his mind. Whereas Booker, he had he had some zingers tonight and some funny. Uh, yeah, there were some stretches there where he. I'm like, is Booker still there? Like there <laughs> were like a there was like a 20 minute gap like in the first hour where he wasn't saying anything. Yeah, 
So I don't know if Vince was in his headset or he was just, you know, uh, a little, uh, you know, had commentator dust. But, uh, but yeah, I thought I, I'd rather him stay on Raw than uh, than bringing Otunga back. I still I, think you could do something with Otunga, but I just don't think uh, commentators, you know, is his is true calling. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe as an interviewer, maybe someone that does the manager. Sure, I could see that. Um, but yeah, commentary. That's just such a weird stretch. I, I don't know. And especially to have him on the same show as Corey Graves, I think is really just night and day difference. You yeah. Know, could not be more stark. Um, but he's off doing a movie yet again. Yeah. Who knows what, what stories they'll come Apparently to. Apparently it must be a pretty big role if he's gone for six weeks. Yeah. So I got, I got conned, uh, by the internet buzz into watching that Sandy Wexler film on Netflix and then realized while watching it, that was the movie he was talking about that Otungo was in where he had a conversation on the set with Rikishi about the Usos. Remember last summer? He right, yeah, yeah. That was Otunga in the movie? He is in it because his wife, Jennifer Hudson, is like the star of the movie with Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Um, it's not a huge comedy. It's not really a drama, but it's better than a lot of what, you know, the Adam Sandler stuff recently. It's just cute. Pleasant, but everyone online is like, "Oh, it's surprisingly good." It was surprisingly okay. Um, and he plays yeah. a manager to a pro wrestler too, in it, right? Or he's uh, an agent. He's... One of his clients is a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, Adam Sandler plays Sandy Wexler, Hollywood manager in the '90s. It takes place in the mid '90s, and yeah, he has a lot of different clients, including stuntmen, wrestlers, and Jennifer Hudson as a singer. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so Terry that... Crews, I guess, plays a wrestler in it, right? Yes. Yeah. So the mystery is solved of why were Rikishi and David Otunga hanging out on a movie set? It was an Adam Sandler film that Vanilla Ice is also in. So yeah. there you go. Um, so after that tonight, let's talk about Ms. TV and what they did tonight. What do you think? I tweeted about this, and I was surprised that more people didn't have a reaction to this. We brought over the Miz and Maurice from SmackDown. We brought over Dean Ambrose from SmackDown, and now we're putting them in a program together. Do you yeah. think that's wise? Yeah, I thought that was odd, and especially when they just did this program not that long ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was weird. I, I, I don't, you know, I thought you'd mix it up a little bit, but maybe they just don't have anyone to do that with. I thought Miz and Sammy were, uh, you know, going to be doing more than just their their one off match last week. Would have been great. Yeah. Um, that being said, I thought the segment was good tonight. I think Ambrose is good with the Miz. I like the way that he sort of does the whole, I'm not picking up on what you're saying thing and seems oblivious to it. Like, I think that's funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- when did we, when did we even have this feud? When I this would have been last like November, December after. Yeah. Uh, the Miz had the belt and lost the belt. So now we're going back to this. Yeah. Um, thought it was interesting that he called out ambrose being the ic champion and barely, what do you how did he describe it barely on the card of wrestlemania yeah like barely made a blimp on the card or something like that yeah like didn't say pre-show because according to vince pre-show is just as good as the regular show right yeah, well, yeah no it uh it, it had it had a that stinging bite of truth to it you know what he was saying See, i mean he's pretty dead on in this promo yeah uh, i don't know how much of that is necessarily ambrose's fault and you know what creative gives him but um, he's definitely not where he was, you know, really since before his Brock Lesnar feud. I yeah. felt like it, it, even though he won the WWE championship, he never felt like the guy when he was the champ. And, you know, I mean, he was wrestling Dolph Ziggler for the title at SummerSlam. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think he, he could use a, a heel turn. The, the problem is he moves a lot of merch. And 
so they don't want to mess that up. But I think, you know, he could use a heel to I, pretty much the whole shield. Seth Rollins, Ambrose, and Roman Reigns probably all better off as heels right now. Just everyone. Basically everyone in the entire company except Sami Zayn, the lone face of the company. AJ Styles. Yeah. And Bailey. AJ's a face works, you know. We're <laughs> seeing it. We're seeing it going there on SmackDown now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's fully underway. Um, but yeah, I thought the critique, it was interesting that the Miz now, so his grievance and rant tonight was just Ambrose not caring, not putting effort into his appearance as a superstar. I don't know. I mean, they gave Miz such fire to work with on SmackDown. Um, especially with everything with Daniel Bryan and just the confrontations he had there, even with Cena. And this tonight just kind of felt like, I don't know, like uh, a very safe version of The Miz. Uh, it's a start. I mean, yeah. they had a, they, you know, I don't know what, what else you'd really go with. Yeah. Um, as far as a reason to start feuding. So, yeah. Um, okay. So let's talk about the segment backstage. And of course, uh, Miz TV devolved into a fight, of course. Um, oh, I did. Uh, my wife laughed very loud when uh, the Miz suggested that Ambrose put on a fanny pack and some Zubas to set him back 30 years. You know, mentioning that I own Zubas. Mojo Raleigh's doing that already. Yeah. <laughs> and I own multiple Zubas and I have that WWE fanny pack. So, you know, I'm set. Um, although Mojo's kind of cleaned it up. Aside from that Zuba tux, he's, uh, I don't know, a little, a little more put together now with the Gronk, you know, with the, the, <laughs> the WCW level main event program that he's in with Gronk and Jinder. Um, yeah. Okay. So this backstage, Braun Strowman literally just dragging Callisto around backstage, <laughs> throwing him in the trash. Why on earth did Callisto agree to this? Like, dude, you just moved to this brand. He's thinking like, I'll get it out of the way week one, man. Then they're going to be better to me. Hopefully they move him to the cruiserweight division. Cause this is, this is where they see him right now. You know, our <laughs> truth gold dust level where he's just thrown in the trash and it doesn't get much harsher. Oh God. Like, and why not make, or I mean, honestly, if you just move Callisto over from SmackDown, why not make just some random cruiserweight low on the totem pole take this beating? Why have it be Callisto, someone that's actually, if you put if you put Callisto in the cruiserweight division, he's like, what the number three most recognizable person in that division after Aries and Neville? I mean, Callisto is known in throughout the WWE universe. Yeah. Um, you know? Hold on one sec. Matt's having some difficulty jumping on. So. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, keep going. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm just, it's, it's amazing to me. Like, why would they even invest in a guy, uh, and just not use someone that had n literally nothing to lose? Uh, whereas with Callisto, I feel, I mean, I'll say this, man, like now that the Usos have turned heel, like Callisto, uh, and Sincara with the bright colors and whatnot, like, they're one of those little kid appeal wrestlers. You know, you, I, I used to see it at live events. I mean, last summer you would see kids wearing the Uso stuff because it was a bright neon colors. They wear the Cena stuff because it's bright neon colors and then the Lucha Dragons, you know? Yeah. So it's just surprising to me that they're just completely destroying uh, whatever credibility they have left. Um, so, uh, you know, actually, if you want to troubleshoot that with Matt a second, I want to take a moment and thank the sponsor of this episode, which is DDPY. 
You've heard us talk about DDPY, DDP Yoga, specifically their awesome Max Pack, which is used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, Gold Dust, and tons of other WWE stars who not only love using DDPY, they live by DDPY. Look at Chris Jericho in the shape he's in. He credits DDP Yoga with getting him in that shape, the best shape of his career, Gold Dust. Look where he was at a couple of years ago. Look where he's at now. DDPY is what got him there. And for a limited time, you can get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off plus three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. Or if you're digital only, you can use our code to just get the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also buy a Max or Combo Pack at 25% off and get 50% off the second one. Here's what we want you to do. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. to take advantage of this offer. You know, you've heard us talk about it before, but the DDP Yoga Now app is actually incredible because it's not just the DDPY workouts. There's also healthy cooking uh, lessons included in there, Monday motivational messages from DD, uh, Diamond Dallas Page himself self. Uh, it's really everything you need to keep on track, to track your progress, track uh, how you're doing, and uh, yeah, really manage your better lifestyle, your better living through DDPY. Again, that's with the DDP Yoga No app, which you can get for 25% off when you go to our link at ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Also, that Max or Combo Pack deal at 25% off with 50% off the second one. Partner up with a friend, partner up with a loved one. Have an accountability buddy, get in shape together, change your health, change your life with DDPY. Can we thank them for sponsoring the show? That's it's ddpyoga.com slash wrestling so proud to have them as a sponsor um so speaking of the cruiserweights raj uh we did follow that up with a cruiserweight match tonight and that was tj perkins versus jack gallagher but austin aries and neville got involved what did you think of the way they handled all of that and how do you feel about tj perkins now as a heel i think he's better as a heel he seems a lot more comfortable uh they got to change his entrance music because that doesn't really it's not very heelish, so that's got to go. A couple people in the comment section are saying I look like TJ Perkins' dad. Uh, <laughs> I've been told that there is a resemblance before, but uh, uh, look who uh, look who it is. What's up, guys? How's it going, Matt? Good. Can going? you hear me okay? Yeah, loud yeah. and clear. Okay. Uh, so what you what do you think of Raw? Um, I liked it. I liked it. Um, I tell you what, Braun versus Big Show oh, continues to impress somehow. Yeah, that was uh, their two matches on Raw were really good. Yeah, very good. Um, I, I, the women's stuff, I think they're finally finding themselves in a hard place with uh, Nia Jax now. Um, they got to get they got to get rid of her in all these matches to make to pick the action up. Yeah, um, they planned a couple spots and that was cool with how they got rid of Mickey James with like the battering ram spot. That was cool. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Overall, the show I thought was was fairly good, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So we were talking about this before you got on, Matt. So if you're Callisto, if you're a performer, would you have allowed yourself? <laughs> you thrown in the garbage? <laughs> thrown in the garbage? <laughs> no, no. But what choice does he have? But he just came back to Raw. Like, they just moved him. I mean, I don't know. It's just so strange to me that they, they chose to do this with him, you know? Yeah. And what's crazy is Braun is strong enough. He could have done that to Ron Killings or somebody else just as easily. They didn't have to do it with him. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like someone that they could actually use right now, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So strange. I mean, they shouldn't have done it to someone that they could actually use right now. And they use, you know, like like exactly what you said, our truth or Goldust or someone that they're not using at all, or you know, Bo Dallas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So 
we were talking about uh, a couple things tonight. I'm trying to go back here and see what you think. What did you think about uh, the Miz versus Ambrose and them? That I should have opened up with that. That yeah. was one of my favorite parts. Uh, the promo Miz continues to just slay it on the mic. Um, I love what he, everything he did. Love everything he did. Cool man. Yeah, I think it's where they go from here with it. Like if this is where they're starting, I think they can ramp it up pretty quick. You know, and definitely uh, take it to another level. So yeah. we talked about the cruiserweight match a bit. Um, is it a good sign or a bad sign that Apollo Cruz was in a backstage segment with Titus O'Neil? Bad sign. That's never. It's <laughs> never a good sign. <laughs> Titus, yeah. at least he had better writing tonight than he's had in a while. Yeah, Titus has got promise if you could put, you know, give him something useful. But we've, you know, there's a history of how he's been used there. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this fatal four-way tonight to crown the new number one contender, Sasha Banks versus Mickey James versus Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. So Matt, after you talked about it last week, I went back and watched that replay of Nia dropping Charlotte on her head, um, which it like looked worse when just, uh, watching it in hindsight as opposed to even when it aired. Uh, so what do you think about how Nia performed in the ring tonight? Um, she's got to be careful. She, she did another thing to another little sloppy moment in there where she made a cover on, I forget who it was. It might've been Mickey. Um, I, I don't know what it was, but it was something where she kind of looked frustrated and she throws all of her weight on Mickey when she goes for the cover in, in being frustrated, like, like little things like that. She's got to be careful. She is a huge woman. And uh, she cannot afford to be sloppy. As a bigger wrestler, you are taught to treat your opponent like a sack of eggs more than the next person. Um, like everybody, when they start training, you're supposed to, you know, treat your opponent as a, like a sack of eggs, just in general. But as a bigger guy or bigger girl, even more so, so that people can't go behind our backs and go, oh, they're stiff. We don't want to work on them. Oh, they're a freaking, you know, uh, I'm working a freaking, you know, stiff giant out there. They're going to injure me. Uh. And then they start to bury you. Um, so we have to be extra careful as bigger people. And she does the exact opposite. She's not extra careful. She's actually extra sloppy. Yeah. I, I wonder if they change plans for payback. Cause it, it seemed like they were building to Bailey versus Nia Jax. And, uh, and now, you know, it's Alexa bliss. So I, I wonder if that, that was changed uh, because well, of, because of, you know, how Nia, you know, is, is not ready yet. Yeah, well, you, they need to stop putting her in these positions where she's showing her ass. It's not her fault. She's just not ready. Bless you. Um, but, like, yeah. like, did you hear the crowd's reaction when Alexa Bliss drop kicked her out of the ring? Like, the fans didn't want to see that either at Payback. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that says a lot. I like I like Alexa winning. I think that was uh, – I was hoping they'd, that they'd build to that more to Alexa versus Bailey, but still, I think Alexa's such a great heel. Bailey's such a great baby face. Uh, hopefully this could get Bailey kind of back on track. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, am I wrong or was tonight the first night that they gave Naya's weight when she entered? Oh, I never noticed. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. I just thought that was strange because they don't do that for the women. Typically. What they like, bill her at 300. It was like 270 or something. So, mm. Damn. Um, it was just what do you like, think she really is? Who knows? Uh, probably, probably like 220 no probably two and change yeah two so who knows I, I never met around how tall she is yeah yeah again it's just it's that costume man like that costume is not doing her any favors um 
not at all. But I, you know, I thought tonight I was really glad it was Alexa. I would have been happy if it was Alexa or Mickey. I feel like with Sasha, they need more time to just one on one with her and Bailey build that and do it right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so hopefully, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they'll wait till SummerSlam for that or what. Um, but we shall see. So, yeah, I thought uh, the match was okay tonight. It felt like a lot of the matches went on longer tonight than usual. But I didn't think that was a bad thing necessarily. No. They're good matchups. So we wanted to see more. Yeah. Fewer crappy segments and, and better matches. Speaking of what could be a crappy segment, we had Kurt Hawkins in the ring um, facing Finn Balor. So, I mean, Matt, were you surprised by that? I mean, that seemed like, man, talk about a mismatch of uh, talents. I've never seen a smaller guy get enhancement talent matches on TV. <laughs> and Finn Balor somehow is getting them. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing. They, if, they're, if their goal is to highlight, that's usually what these enhancement matches are for, uh, Finn Balor, you know, if they're looking to highlight him, you know, give him somebody. Give him somebody he could – you know, tear you know tear the house down with in a short match, and he beat somebody. No one's impressed that he beat Kurt Hawkins. I will say, Kurt Hawkins, I liked his promo. I thought Me he was too. good. Me too. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's great that Finn Balor's okay because he had suffered a concussion last week. Uh, obviously, not not. I mean, he was cleared today, so uh, it couldn't have been that. You know, wasn't hurt that bad apparently. So, uh, yeah, th- that's good because that would have sucked if he w- had to have missed, you know, been out of action after just returning again. So, uh, so, so it was a good surprise seeing Finn just for that because it wasn't clear whether he was going to get cleared or not. I assume that's why they did it is just to give him something to keep him on TV with like no risk factor. But he took a couple bumps. I mean, he f- hit his back a couple times. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where, I mean, you know, Jericho's leaving in a couple weeks. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to go with Finn and Joe or, you know, there's a, there's a few different areas they can go. So, yeah. Um. So, what do you think of that segment with Jericho, Matt? Uh, first, actually, Matt would love to get your thoughts about Jericho and Samoa Joe that we saw earlier. But then with with Jericho putting him into it looks like something with uh, Elias Samson potentially for next week. Um, I don't trust anything with Elias Samson, quite honestly. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, everything Jericho touches usually ends up being successful, right? So yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, you know, in this one. I love the match though between Joe and uh, Jericho. Though. Loved it. It's probably my favorite match on the show. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a surprise. Um, yeah, with yeah. Samson, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, I don't know. Uh, okay, so I don't like it. I don't like the gimmick. It's yeah, it's not. I mean, it's really not good. I'm trying to think of something that would be even. Well, I mean, what's the next like worst gimmick compared to Elias Sampson in all of the WWE right now? I don't even know. I just know it's yeah. it's it's not it's not believable, you know. I, I, and I don't I don't know. I just think it's corny. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. So speaking of corn uh, and corny. Okay, so Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt showed up on SmackDown last week, even though he's moved to Raw. And tonight, he cut a promo against Randy Orton, who's on SmackDown, for their House of Horrors match, which is going to take place on what's still being billed as a Raw-exclusive pay-per-view for Payback coming up in two weeks. Um, I mean, do you think this was effective tonight, Matt? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. At the end, when he was talking about the house being on fire and burning it down, I was like, man, if they're like in a flaming cell... 
I'm I'm all in on this match. If they like just light light, light it on fire. That'd be cool. I thought it was corny as hell. <laughs> but but you know, it was I mean they had some cool effects and stuff in there, but geez. I just they keep using all that stock footage. You know, it's like I don't know if you guys have ever looked at stock video footage sites, but it's like, yeah, it's like give me weird crowd stuff, give me creepy this and creepy that. I don't know. It just seems to me like an editor's having a lot of fun. Well, it's just it's, you got Bray Wyatt constantly like promising like you know, all this pain and basically murdering his opponent and then he loses every time, you know? So it's, uh, it's hard to take this stuff uh, seriously when he loses every major feud he's in. Actually, his threats are even vaguer than that. He's not like, I'm going to murder you. He's like, I'm going to show you fear and expose you to the truth. Right. It's like, I would love to know really what's he talking about. Well, we, I guarantee you in the past, how vague would it be if we heard him say something Ah, uh, you know, because you've been so loyal to me, Randy, you now have earned yourself the keys to the kingdom. <laughs> and then we're like, well, what the freak is that? You know, that's vague. Um, you know, that's just some stupid saying or some crap. Well, sure enough, he actually gave him keys to his actual kingdom, technically. that, that he, did, <laughs> he did come through on one of them. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Oh, I think he's like Undertaker in the fact that I, I, I like his supernatural stuff. I think it's cool and it works for him. I think the supernatural stuff is cool if you, you know, but Undertaker had credibility because he didn't lose every time. You know what I mean? So he does the supernatural stuff and still loses. Um, I think, I think they just need to give him a, a couple feuds uh, with, you know, top level guys where he's just dominant and gets that steam back. See, I don't even know he's losing. I know he lost a mania. But other than that, I'm thinking to myself, I don't even recognize him winning or losing matches. I don't, I can't keep track of that anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of anybody for that matter. Well, he's pretty much lost every. I mean, he won the title, but before that, he's you know lost almost every major singles feud he's been in. That's shitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what the House of Horrors match is. The WWE sent out that survey asking people what they expect to see in it. So we'll see. Uh, We'll see if chainsaws make it into the actual match. As long as this feud's over, it's fine by me. Yeah, please. Something else. Anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, back from break, Alicia Fox, Dana Brooke, and with Emma, what, what were they referring to on 205 Live that happened last week? Do either of you know? Alicia Fox opened a gift and this powder blew up in her face. Something like that. Huh. Okay. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't even know what this was setting up tonight. I feel like this was a placeholder beat. We'll see what happens with that. They're setting up Alicia Fox and Dana. Ooh. Yeah. That already happened on uh main event like two or three weeks ago. But you know, they they might have been rehearsing. Okay, so let's talk about this, which I thought was was a great match. I'd love to know what you guys think. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Cesaro tonight. Uh what'd you think of this, Matt? Seeing Jeff back. I was, I was very excited when they made that announcement. In the back, I didn't like the backstage pre-tape. Mm-hmm. God, that was so rehearsed and so painfully scripted. <laughs> Just, oh, it was. I wanted to throw up. Yeah. Um, it was so heavily scripted on Cesaro and, and Sheamus's part and everybody's part. You could tell. Um, but the match itself, I was excited for. I was like, oh, wow, they're going to give away the singles match? This is cool. Um you know, Cesaro's, I love watching him work, especially when they give him something to seek his teeth into. They give him yeah. a good opponent like this. And uh, I thought it was very entertaining. I loved it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I thought, I thought it was good. Um, I don't, I, with Matt kind of still doing some of his broken stuff, I, I just think he looks kind of goofy. He's trying, man. He's trying. He's trying, but he just ends up looking kind of goofy. I don't know. Um, I think he needs to find something else or or just drop it. But uh, Jeff looked good. Jeff's a star, you know. I think uh, he's a main event guy. Yep. Yeah. Now, was he legit? Was, was he uh, favoring a knee there tonight, Raj? What was going on? No, he's just selling. Just Jeff selling. is so hard to tell, yeah, if he's selling for real or not. He's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that was great. I'm assuming he was selling unless yeah. he hurt himself in the match. But I don't know, man. The way stuff's been going lately, like I fully expect we'll get off the air and it's like, oh, someone else is out with an injury. You know, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah, more and more these days. Uh, no, I thought that was a great match. I love that they gave it time. I mean, to me, that was just any other night that could have easily been the main event of the show. It's almost surprising there's not more injuries nowadays because the ring style is so much harder. You know, the wrestling style is so much more physical that it's kind of surprising that there's there's not more. You know, and 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 the banned substance list is fuck is ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculously stringent to the point where you got to be kidding me. You can't even take freaking creatine monohydrate. Really? Like, what? That's ridiculous. Creatine, all it does is give you water weight. That's all it does. It gives you some extra strength, but like you can't even take that. Like wow. My my twelve year old cousin could go could take that, and, and be in his cheering competitions and be just fine with it, you know that that. So like, my point is, today's technologies is better for athletes. We understand injuries better. We can take care of ourselves better. But like, I think the downside of that wellness policy is is it's too stringent and too strict, and there'd be even less injuries if guys were able to take just basic vitamins like B twelve, you know, like things like that. You shouldn't need a script for a B twelve, you know. Um, that's not cheating by taking a B, taking B12. Right. It's just not. My muscles aren't going to be bigger because I take B, B, B12, you know? So, huh. I don't know. I, I see I, both sides of it. I didn't know B12 was banned. Wow, that's crazy. That is I mean, I could, I, could, I could be wrong and exaggerating here, but I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, everything is banned. You yeah. Can't <laughs> you can't chew bubble gum. Which makes me wonder, what is gender taking? Or is it just literally, you know... Egg Dude, whites and he's right. If your diet is that tight and you're doing cardio on top of what you're doing on the road, that is what happens. Your body gets super, super vascular, vascular like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely diet. That's playing around with your carbohydrates um, without taking carbohydrates for like four or five days, really keeping them low. And then probably right before TV, he spikes them the night before and his body reacts to it. And that's why you see those veins pop out everywhere. Yeah, that makes sense. Um so backstage, we got one last bit with Braun uh, going things, uh, cameo of Heath Slater and Rhino. Uh, then, of course, Braun comes along and does his thing. Um, so Big Show versus Braun Strowman. So they did, they they collapsed the ring at the end of it, uh, which was a moment. I think a lot of people saw it coming. The fact there were no LEDs on the ring tonight. They had it set up with uh, the older style posts. I mean, it's yeah, the LED were posts were gone. Yeah, yeah. You could, you, they had the old, the old ring set up. So yeah, people on Twitter picked picked up on it pretty quick. But still, still didn't take any of the effect away. That was awesome. Yeah, and and it's awesome that they don't do it that often. So you know, if they if they did this same spot, so you know, all the time, then it would have lost its effect. But because they haven't done it in such a long time, it you know, it was it was awesome when they did it. I think they've only done it twice before, right? I know they did it with Brock and Big Show. 
And Mark. I think they did it with Mark Henry in Big Show. Yep. That's that, it. That might have been the last time. It is, yep. So big sign of uh, their belief in Braun giving him that tonight. I mean, the crowd just went absolutely wild for it. I thought the build it match to that building up to it was good. Very Man, solid. the push they're giving Braun right now. I mean, it, it and it's working. I mean, he's he's over and and uh, it, it's awesome. I mean, they've they've done a great job with Braun. And I know a lot of people, myself included, you know, were second guessing Braun last year. But man, he's he's made the most of it. And two two good matches with the Big Show. I thought this was a really good big man's match. Yeah, it's very difficult to have two big guys go against each other like that and have it be anything other than two two um two pigs looking like they're humping a football um <laughs> there is a that's a saying when two big guys generally work together because it's always ugly and not only are they two big guys but they're two damn near seven footers you know that's really 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 impressive to me that they're able to pull out those two matches yeah no definitely um so how how much are you going to be annoyed matt when uh braun loses to roman then at payback in two weeks Ugh, oh God. Um, I don't know. I think maybe they change it. No, doesn't Braun go th- go forward with all this? Uh, yeah, I think so. They're building to Braun and Brock, so that would be the natural Have thing. To, right? Yeah, I would love for that to be the outcome. I mean, that would be fantastic. I think uh, is it going to be a stretcher match or is there going to be some stipulation? They didn't announce anything, but just with the way that angle was done, I was assuming it was it was going to be like an ambulance match or a stretcher match, and they still could announce it, but they haven't said anything yet. Maybe it becomes a three way mm. with what, with Brock eventually with Brock and Strowman and Reigns. Oh, down the yeah. Because like you think about it, I can also see them saying not the whole Super Rain stuff, right? But instead, going, wait a minute, we just had him go. We just retired Undertaker. Hello, we need to make you know we can't just waste that, right? You yeah. know what I'm saying? When when he when he's going against Strowman, so that's going to be one hell of a corner they book themselves into when it's Strowman versus Reigns. Yeah, I mean that's two weeks, and I mean they could have Roman win this one. They do a rematch, and then. Uh, you know, yeah. Braun wins that, and then they go with Braun and Brock. Because I, I think they're trying to keep uh, Roman and Brock apart. Because uh, the plan is for WrestleMania, the next year's WrestleMania, is to be Brock and Roman. Interesting. So, yeah, obviously they could always change, uh, but that is the current plan. Yeah. I think we'll Dave see. Meltzer reported that if, if like last month. Um, I mean, Braun was pretty over with the crowd tonight. Even, I mean, that cheers he was getting was talking about it's gonna be roman reigns's funeral everyone's like yeah it's kind of hard not to cheer him he's like the incredible hulk you know just throwing stuff around and crashing (laughs) jobbers and (laughs) but it's even better than that though i mean i know i talked about this before but i mean he's literally got a baby face he looks like like a big baby head with a beard on matt morgan's body like (laughs) they're not cheering him because of that they're cheering him because he's destructor he's just running through shit and saying he's gonna do it like what's cooler than a guy that says what he's gonna go do and then goes and does it yeah, yeah. but i think sure, it makes him more of a character is he but it makes him more of a character though you know because it's not your typical tough guy i think Dude, he don't need to be a character his character yeah. is he's a country strong redneck with a weird looking beard and mohawk but it's stronger than hell yeah and we just like to be impressed with his physicals you know, his physical feats that they've been highlighting. They've done a good job with all that stuff. 
all that backstage footage and his feats of strength and it, planning. Let me tell you this right now. I would have been fired had I been throwing running drop kicks and stuff like that back when I was there. You weren't allowed to do any of that as a big guy. I could yeah. do a freaking shooting star, okay? I know he can't do one, but back then I'd be fired if I did that. You weren't allowed to do that as a big guy, which is stupid. I never agreed with it. But um, my point is, is that, like they're showcasing and telling him to do this stuff at the right time, yeah. you know? And, and, and Big Show's the perfect opponent to whip all this stuff out against. Yeah. But I worked Big Show, and I was told I couldn't do that, those types of things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I can see the mentality for for wanting that, because uh, if the smaller guys are doing it, then and and the big guys, then it kind of takes away the you know uh, it being impressive for the smaller guys, and the big guys are already kind of impressive just by you know just standing there. So I, I can see. But ironically, the fan, but ironically, the complaint is, oh, this is boring. There's a typical big man match. Oh. <laughs> you know, well, then shit, let me show you what I can really do. Then say that. Yeah. And, um, you know, you can't sometimes. Yeah. There is that. I remember when Brock did that shooting star press on Kurt Angle. And uh, he almost killed himself because he landed a little awkward. Bands watching this show, go type in YouTube, Minnesota Stretching Crew. And watch Shelton Benjamin oh, yeah. and Brock Lesnar's finishing move as a tag team in OVW. Holy crap. Like on one on one side you had Brock hitting a shooting star with Shell and I believe hitting a moonsault is so incredible. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, Shelton uh is coming back to the ring this weekend. Looks awesome. Which is how great shape he's in. Yeah, so he's been out since last July at a torn rotator cuff. And so he's back. He's not signed with WWE. But, you know, they were interested in him back then. So I'm sure once he works off the ring rust, I'm sure they'll bring him back. He's back. back. Yeah. Cool. All in all tonight, Matt, so what would you think? Above average Raw? Just okay? Definitely. Definitely above. I give him a B. I give him a strong B. Yeah. Raj? I'll I'll give it a – yeah, I'll give it – I'll probably give it a B plus just because the uh, ring imploding was was really cool and – even though it's something that's been seen before. I like how they did it. They teased that spot a couple times too, where earlier in the match, they'd go to the top and the fans started going nuts and then they, <laughs> you know, went back down. So I, I like how they did it. So yeah, I, actually I'll, I'll stick with a B because I think before that it was a, a C plus show. But nowhere near the worst. No, no, no. I thought it was fine. Uh, you know, this was one of those cases where nowhere near the worst. We didn't give them D's here. We give them D's. <laughs> right? Yeah. But this was one of those cases where if this was their weekly product and it was only two hours, it definitely wouldn't be bad. You know. Yeah. But being three hours just it just gets you got me tired by the end. Yeah. It's cool, man. Anything else we want to cover before we take things home here? I uh, let's see. Was was there anything else, Matt? Can you think of anything? Um, no, just how amazingly awesome I looked on my hot tag the other night on Impact Wrestling. <laughs> um, no, um, honestly, no, just everybody, please tune in Thursday nights, Pop TV, Impact Wrestling. Um, hopefully, you know, the whole goal here with this movement is to get back to where we were, and I think we got the people in charge now to do that. That's my opinion, and that's one of the reasons I came back. Um, and I hope to, you know, 
not to sound corny, but I hope that's something that we can do because that was one hell of a company at one point. Yeah, they're not, they're, they weren't going to knock WWE off the ledge anytime soon. Everybody gets that, but it was a good, um, different uh, show for fans to choose to watch at the time. And we like to get us back there. And I think we're going to be on our way back there with the right people in the right places this time versus people that just were just freaking writing the show into the ground at the time. Yeah, yeah, I think people forget that there was a time when Impact was getting, I mean, they broke 2 million viewers for an episode before. And, and, and we, we, there's better matches, bro. No one could argue with me that, that, that our show wasn't putting on better matches at the time. Yeah, I remember Kurt Angle, the stuff with Samoa Joe. I mean, there were, you know, Impact's definitely had ups and downs, but uh, there were definitely times when it looked like it could be it could be something. I, I like that they dropped the, the TNA initials. Um, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, it's it's on Pop Thursday nights. And uh, wh- when's the next taping? Is that this coming weekend? Yes, this Thursday through Sunday at Universal Studios. And so you'll you'll be there, I take it? Yes, I will. Nice. Yeah. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for all the spoilers for everything that's going to happen. <laughs> those tapings. Uh, yeah, Pop's on the come up, man. I'm seeing more and more stuff about Pop just showing up in the trades it seems like as a network it's getting kind of hot they're picking up some canadian uh canadian series they're picking up some rerun rights they're gonna have some original programming soon i mean i think impact is is poised to really help additionally make that a better network and ride that wave i don't know if they have an hd feed but on direct tv they don't i have what's that i have my hd here at bright house in florida oh you do because th- that that hurts the quality of the show from you know watching it on direct tv is it not being an hd oh that? man i didn't know that yeah yeah i have it on sd here too but um but i'm hearing more about it i'm just more and more i'm seeing pop tv references showing places so i don't know i think uh, good things will happen with the network and i think it'll help impact which in turn helps matt morgan which in turn helps wrestling inc and the wrestling inc podcast so it's really circle of life people that's what i'm talking about <laughs> Um, so I'm going to be out the next two Mondays, uh, but Matt, I'll see you, uh, I guess, uh, for payback, which is a week from this Sunday. Uh, I'm at NAB in Vegas next week, and then I'm actually going to be at SmackDown Live House Show in two weeks from tonight in Stockton, California. Uh, but I was just telling Raj uh, that night after on SmackDown, uh, I will be on the ramp sporting a Wrestling Inc. t-shirt. So we'll make that happen. Um yeah so in the meantime uh be sure to follow mr matt morgan on twitter at bp matt morgan follow him on instagram man you've been posting those clips all your workout stuff like solid is you were definitely one of the more entertaining people that i follow on instagram thanks man appreciate that yeah and of course stay tuned to wrestling Inc. for all the latest in wrestling news uh so until next time folks i'm glenn rubenstein and we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.